putting your hands together for the woman of the word. Amazing woman, wife, mother of four. <laughs> it's Pastor Sheree. Thanks, guys. Can you hear me now? Oh, oh, here we go. <laughs> well, I've got you standing. Um, I'd love if you'd just pray, pray with me this morning over God's word. Um, Heavenly Father, thank you so much um, that we get to be gathered together here today. God, that your word is alive and it is sharper than any sword, God, and it'll cut deep, deep to do its mighty work in our hearts and minds this morning, God. I pray that the church will be ready to receive God and be ready to receive healing, God, in your mighty name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a seat. Have a seat. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. Who was here um, last week? We had Kathy Scarcella from Nowra. There's a few people here. She brought a really beautiful word um, about running the race well and finishing it well. Um, and it was just it was just a really a timely one, I think, for quite a few people in the church um, that are going through things, you know, and you feel a little bit downcast at times on the race. Um, so it was a really good a really good word. I think we'll have it available on our uh, podcast as well. So on Google and Apple, you can download City Church MacArthur's sermons. Have a listen to them during the week. Now on on the topic of races. The whole time, when she was speaking, it really, um, it reminded me of a funny little story. And my dad, if you don't know, he is 89 this year. Woo-woo, 89. I was a surprise, <laughs> to say the least. I mean, I couldn't imagine in your 50s having a newborn. Who's in their 50s here? Got a few people. Oh, could you have a newborn right now? No. <laughs> I mean, bless him. That would have been a huge challenge. I was reminded of this story of my dad. And when he went in, he went into a nursing home a couple years back, probably three or four years. And we were going through his, you know, his, your precious things you keep. Some people have keepsake boxes. And in his keepsake box, he had this tiny little um, cardboard award. And I was like, what's this for? First place. Like... I was like, why have, you, why have you kept this? And he said, ah, that was my first place win when I was seven years old at an egg and spoon race of all. <laughs> I was thinking it would have been like, you know, like <laughs> long distance running or something, egg and spoon race. But the funny thing about it is he was so very, very proud of this one award that he won. I said, Dad, like, why did you keep this one little award? And he said... That's the only thing I've ever won in my whole entire life. I thought, kind of made me sad at the same time because, you know, sometimes we have, it made me think about our relationship with God and sometimes we have these wins with God and that might be the only win we consider for our whole life. But I'm here this morning to tell you that it doesn't have to be one or two big moments or small moments in your life. It doesn't have to just be like your moment of salvation. You can walk with God every single day and you can have wins with the Holy Spirit every single day. Okay? Oh, she said, woo, it started. Come on now. So also when my dad had his 80th birthday, he, he brought up his testimony and this was another reflection on, he, he brought up sort of the moment of salvation as that was his biggest win in his walk with God. 
And yes, that is a win. Yes, that is huge revelation. But I want, I wanted more. When I looked upon my dad's life, I think I love him. I love him to bits, but I wanted more for my walk with God. And so it spurred me on to think, how can I have Jesus more in my life? How can I, look, you can be a Bible-believing Christian and you cannot be walking with the Holy Spirit, okay? You can be people that believe in Jesus but not be walking with the Holy Spirit. And this is what I saw growing up. I saw, you know, a little bit of religiosity. And so I thought to God, I want more. I want to know what this Holy Spirit is. I want to know how to lean into it and learn from him. You see, mastering the art of being in tune with the Holy Spirit is powerful in our inner, in our inner worlds, of course. But what starts, what comes from the inner world goes to the outer worlds. It'll be powerful once we master the art of being in tune with the Holy Spirit in our roles, our vocations, our hobbies, our relationships, our habits and behaviours. I believe the Holy Spirit can speak to us in every sphere of our life. Not just when we're here on church, in church, every sphere of your life. So, are we ready to dig deeper to find out a bit more? All right? All right, we're going to start in Galatians 5. It's a good start. Galatians 5, 16 to 25 is a really, really good spot. Um, I won't read all of it, but if you wanted to follow up with it this week, I really encourage you. So, what is Galatians? Good question. Galatians is one of the clearest presentations of the gospel in, I would say, all of the Bible. God justifies sinners irrespective of how sinful they are. If we simply trust Christ, freedom in Jesus. No self-generated contribution is necessary. Nothing of yourself. This is God's glory and it's God's grace. Undeserved, matchless favour for the repentant. Galatians is amazing. It's received, not earned. It comes through God's promise, not God's law. It is accessed by human faith, not human works. I'll say it again. It is accessed by human faith, not human works. It is a gift, and it's what's needed to be right with God. But this gift, this gift of grace, this gift of Jesus, it will change us. So yes, we accept this gift, and probably many of you here have, but it doesn't stop there at accepting the gift, does it? The gift of salvation. The gift changes us. And in the last two chapters, five, and you can go on to six, we'll stay in five of Galatians, makes this clear. For the one who's been united with Christ, the fruit of this union will begin to blossom. We've heard it, maybe, some of us in Sunday school. The fruit of the Spirit. Do you remember? You'd have all the colorful fruits. You'd try and name all the fruits of the Spirit. But I think this You know why we teach it to our kids? Because it's so vital and so important to understand what comes from this union with Christ, what that produces in our lives. We can see it. We can see it in people. We can experience it. So the fruit of this union with Christ and its certain characteristics are 
will bring them up. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, or aka patience. Some pe- in some versions, think King, King James, long-suffering. I don't think people love that word, do they? <laughs> but it's great. It's really great. Forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Great, right? Some of us may know this like the back of our hands, those ones. But to those new believers, these are vital. These are amazing characteristics. So this list is what those in Christ should expect to see flowing from from their lives when they let the Holy Spirit lead them. When they let the Holy Spirit lead them. Not coming and trying to imitate these qualities because that will only get you so far. We can see, we can expect to see all of these characteristics, love, joy, peace, patience, showing up together as we align all parts of ourselves with the Holy Spirit. And this isn't just like a one moment thing. This isn't like, yes, God, we've been saved, we've been baptized, now I'm going to show all these pretty qualities. (laughs) Do you know, it's such a process and don't let that scare you. Don't let that lose hope in you. You know, I've been um, a follower of Jesus for over 20 years now. And the amount of times I have failed to show these qualities, oh my goodness, I couldn't tell you. (laughs) Confessions. (laughs) But it is a process and Jesus is worth it to help align ourselves. Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. So the result. So the actual Greek word for fruit can also be translated as offspring, deed, action, or result. See, they use the word fruit because in an agrarian society, sort of uh, uh, agricultural society, where they grow farmers, I mean, of course you've got to talk the language of the farmers, right? They know that tending something and making sure it's watered and growing, and then what comes? Oh, some juicy fruit, right? Something that you can reap. So the farmers know it. So if we translate it to today, a lot of people use it in our society like the fruit of your labor, you know? The fruit of my labor, my children. <laughs> or the fruit of your, your work, your paycheck that you get. You know, that's how you get something from doing something, right? Now, I, li- I like to go in a little bit deeper with the Greek words because they're absolutely fascinating to me. So I'll pop the Greek words up. So this is the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, forbearance, etc. And we've got the Greek and the Greek wording. So love, this is interesting too because the Greek word for love here, there's a few different Greek words for love. Who knows them? Yeah, there's a few. Uh, what is it? I think there's, yeah, philos. What's brotherly love? Is that philos? Eros? There's all different versions of love. And that's why I love the Greek language because it just, it digs a bit deeper than the English language. So the word for love translated in Galatians here is agape. And agape is God's perfect love perfect love. It's amazing. It's the perfect love that only God himself, only the creator of the universe can give. It's huge. 
So it's like, well, I mean, God, that's like, that's big because how am I going to show your love? You see, when we try and show our own love, it only takes us so far, doesn't it? When we show our love to others, sometimes it's conditional. <laughs> but when we're in, in tune with the Holy Spirit, we're putting on God's love. It's not of us. It's not our works. I have to say this over and over again. It's not our works, but it's the Holy Spirit. It's the qualities of Jesus. Now, what else? I could go through a few others. I'll look, I'll, I'll only touch upon two. See, joy is another interesting one. We'll go to the next one. Joy translated from the Greek, which is kara, it does not necessarily imply what happiness right you see Jesus never actually ever promised us happiness Ooh, that's big isn't it especially because we live in a society where it's like whatever makes you happy right I mean that's the thing we're peddled day in and day out if you're not happy change your body if you're not happy throw away your partner come on now Jesus never promised us happiness but Joy, joy is something different. Joy is something deeper. In a biblical sense, it's best described as an inner confidence. It allows us to declare to our soul that all is well now and forever, no matter our circumstance. Isn't that a beautiful definition? That's huge. It is well, soul. It is well. And you have that dim, deep inner joy that happens no matter what your circumstance looks like. That's not happiness, that's joy. Amazing. So you can look into further meanings about these words, but they're just incredible in the Greek. So what happens when we try and imitate these qualities? Because we think that's what the Christian life has got to look like. Yeah, good, okay. I'm just going to come to church and, you know, I'm going to pretend, I don't know, have a little bit of kindness that's just... Maybe it's just from you because you haven't been actually spending time with God during the week. It'll only take you so far. And this is hard because, honestly, I've tried it. I've tried to live these qualities in my own strength. And what does it lead to? Unreliability. You see, manufactured, false, corrupt, deceptive, unreal, delusive, fake. The person... You, you are when you are alone does not match up to the person you present to others. The soul can't handle trying to keep up with these qualities in their own strength. You'll get to burnout so quick. You'll get to, oh, now I'm going to deconstruct my faith because it doesn't fit in with how I feel. And you'll just say, well, the church doesn't like me. I'm just going to walk away. <laughs> I, I, this, is, this is real. This stuff happens when we're not truly living in step with the Holy Spirit, because this is Jesus's qualities. This is us putting on Jesus in our lives. This is not us just being like, we're going to walk the walk. We're going to walk with the Holy Spirit. And what it produces is this fruit, is this fruit. I always like to say, our story for his glory a good little catchphrase. In verse 24, Paul goes on to say, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passion and desires. 
that's a hard one to read. Like, let's be honest. Because I'm like, God, you made me really passionate about things and I've got desires. And he's like, yes. I, in other words, I know you have passions and desires. I've placed them there. I'm your God. But when we are with Jesus, we have conquered, controlled and conquered the passions and desires of the flesh, the ones that war directly with the Spirit. And it's, it's hard, but it's right. God gave me passions and desires but how do I measure them if they are true? Are they good passions and desires? Measure them against this, the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace. Are they in line with my story for his glory? Interesting. See, Paul describes what it's like to live as one who is free in Christ. He's being clear that it's not a freedom to whatever do feels good. It's not a freedom to simply indulge in trying to satisfy our sinful desires. On the contrary, true salvation and freedom is being freedom from being completely controlled by our sinful desires. How? By the power, by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's gonna, the Holy Spirit will lead us in the right direction and will help equip us in all of our struggles. And we're all going to have struggles, right? We've all had them. Struggles are coming, I'm sure. But the Holy Spirit will help us and help us lead in the right direction. The characteristics of the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, are amazing. It's Jesus. It's not our effort. It's who he is. Now... That's Jesus in our life. That's what Jesus will look like in our life. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness. Self-control is on the end. Do you think that's for a reason? I always thought, I was like, is it, is it consecutive? Like how they're laid out. Although it does say fruit, which means singular. Because we like to break, break them up saying fruits. Like there's like, you know, nine of them. But it's actually, they're all in this beautiful cohesion of each other. But I was always like, oh, self-control is the hardest one. That's why it must be on the end. <laughs> but they're, they're all hand in hand. And we're all learning one. And look, we can just pray that we all can show all of those qualities of the Holy Spirit hey, in our lifetime. It's amazing. So next time you aren't sure what to do in a situation, in any situation, in your home life, in a work situation or at school or you're just sitting at the traffic light and something's happening. <laughs> Next time you aren't sure what to do, how can I be living these Holy Spirit qualities today in this moment? How can I show the fruit of the Spirit in this moment? See, Paul has written, when we walk by, in Galatians 5.16, or are led by the Spirit, the picture he paints is not one in like the, like a possessions, like, yeah, the spirit's going to control us, like a puppet. No, he's given us free will and we get to choose to, be, to go with him and to be led with him in different situations. It's beautiful. We allow God's spirit to set the direction we will go. It's kind of a really mysterious idea, isn't it? It's, it's hard to under, fully understand. But the way Paul describes it, 
he gives us a really great takeaway in verse 25. He says that living by the Spirit involves keeping in step with the Spirit. I'll give you a picture. I mean, who's, who's a good dancer here? Got a few dancers? Anyone? We've got a few dancers. I know some... some da- You're not that great a dancer. I mean, it's a, it's a simple one, I know. It's a simple metaphor, but I'm terrible. Whenever we tried to do couple dancing, I was so bad at being led. I was, like, trying to fight him on leading. I was like, nah, da, 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 come this way. I was so bad at it. But isn't it beautiful when you can master that there's one person leading and then the next person's following and it's just, it's just so rhythmic and so beautiful and I'm really bad at it. And God knows that. And that's probably why I'm speaking about it today. (laughs) You see, the Holy Spirit will take a step. And it's your choice to take the next step with him to follow. Are you going to go this way? Are you going to make this choice in your business? Is Is that in line with God's Holy Spirit? What about your family? What about this choice you have to make? Are you stepping with the Spirit? It involves adjusting our pace, not even our steps. Sometimes it's our pace. I was going, oh, there's a little double step. Oh, it's going faster. Sometimes with God, I like to say, because Pastor Jason said it to us years ago before we took on the church, and he said, sometimes with God, it's either way too fast or way too slow. Sometimes you'll be taking a leap of faith. You'll be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Pump on the brakes, God. And sometimes it's too slow. It's a little slow waltz. So adjusting our pace to match what God's doing in our life. And it's your free will. You get to choose whether you're going to align yourself with what the Holy... The Holy Spirit's such a gentleman. He just wants you to come into... Let me, let me show you where I want to take you in this life. I have adventures for you. I have hope for your family. Ah, I love it. One step after the other. Now, I was trying to think, I was trying to give you something like some practical, like stories. Because sometimes it's like, okay, listening to the Holy Spirit, cool. And that's all we're left with. You're like, all right. What does that look like? <laughs> Good question. Do you know the Holy Spirit uses so many different things in our lives? God uses so many different ways to speak to us in our lives. And look, of course, the Word of God, oh, He can speak to you in so many situations. Oh, my goodness. The Word of God, if you want to start somewhere, start with the Word of God. And the Holy Spirit will speak to you through that. I know it. The amount of times in my life where I've just been, I've been praying and I've been reading the Word, I'm like, oh my goodness, you feel exposed because you're reading something and it's just like <laughs> your heart's just out there, isn't it? And that's the Holy Spirit convicting you and moving you and changing you. There was another one I was reminded of actually the other day, Timothy reminded me of, and um, years ago when we lived over Campbelltown side, when we first moved up to uh, Sydney, I was just like really like, I'd I'd pray that like kind of dangerous prayer in the morning. I'd be like, all right, God, just use me today. I'll just do anything. (laughs) It's a dangerous, it's a brave prayer. It's amazing. And so as I'd go about my day, um, there was this one lady, I think it was the, the gym I was going to, and we just got talking and she had really bad back pains, like chronic. 
And one time, one morning, I prayed that prayer, walked into the gym and I had this sharp shooting pain that went up my back. And I was like, what? What? I don't, I don't get back pain. Maybe I do now, but I didn't then. <laughs> and I just knew because the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart at that time. And he said, this isn't your pain. This is hers. And I want you to pray for her. And um, I don't know if you remember this story, but and I just knew. I can't even put my finger on it, but that's how the Holy Spirit just convicted my heart and mind at that time. And God was working through me. And I remember just praying before I went into the gym. I was like, oh my goodness, I just know what's happening. I've got to pray. I've got to pray for this lady. <laughs> and anyway, I prayed and what? She was healed that moment. Um, and so <laughs> it's huge. Like God, look, it's such a small thing, but God is a God. He is a healing God. He is a miraculous God. And he is moving and changing and speaking to his people. But are you going to be in step with the Holy Spirit today? Are you going to be in step with what he wants for you this week? There was another one when I used to work at a vet clinic years ago. This is like pre-kids. <laughs> and there was this lady and she'd just come in and she just, you know, they're just, oh, my life. And it would just come out, like all the bad situations she was going through. And it was so telling because like she was unwell, her daughters were unwell, and all the animals in the household were unwell as well. So they'd bring them all into the vets and you're like, this house, like, it's just, it's a mess. There's hardship here. There's, there's demonic attack here. And, and I remember my boss just being like, oh, we'll just we'll help her out of the vet clinic and, you know, we'll try and help her animals. But that was it. Like, you know, don't contact her outside of this. And the Holy Spirit's like, oh, you've got to contact her. <laughs> I was like, do I? And I did. And I contacted her. I went to her house. I prayed for her and her daughters um, and it was really, it was actually quite intense because there was a lot of spiritual warfare at that place. But that was the Holy Spirit. Sometimes the Holy Spirit just gives you little inklings or people, they just stay on your mind. See, this lady, she just stayed on my mind and I, I couldn't get her out of my mind. And sometimes the Holy Spirit will speak to you in dreams. Yeah? God is alive and moving and he is moving through his word and he is moving through his people and he wants you. He wants to take you on this dance. He wants to shape you to be like Jesus. Are you going to stay in step? Now, I'll give you some practical ways because I love me some practical ways. Amen? Oh, come on. I've got to have some practical ways. Now, the best way to bear fruit is to stay connected to the vine, that is Jesus. Stay connected to Jesus through different and creative ways and different ways that work for your brain. So I've laid it out in four little ways. But the first one is start small. From little things, big things grow. I'm very much a person who likes to simplify so I can conquer things. Because if someone's like just trying to motivate me, yes, climb this mountain. And I'm like, no, stay in bed. Like start small, all right? That like, that speaks to my heart a little bit more, okay? Start small. Jesus says the mustard seed of faith, the mustard seed of faith will move mountains. He starts small. That's all you need today. That tiny bit of faith to say, all right, Holy Spirit, where do you need to lead me today? Start small. One scripture, one song, 
one word, one promise of God. Write it on your mirror. That leads me to the next one. Track it. The next point is track it. Write it down. Journal. Take note. Remember his promises. If you're someone like me, I'm a very visual learner. Okay, so Timothy, poor thing, will see me scribbling on mirrors and windows all around the house with chalk pens, just writing his promises or something I really need to remember that week. And I start there, I write it down. It's powerful, the word, the word of God. And even in my journey, I've had, I look, I've had some years when I'm really good at journaling and some years when I'm really bad at it, I forget it for years. But journaling is a really powerful way to remember what God's done in your life. You can reflect and you can say, I saw God's hand move there. He healed that person who led me to this church. Or It's a powerful thing. Reminders and prompts. It's, also, it's kind of like a memory box with God, a little keepsake memory box to remember God's promises. And also, I mean, does someone like, who likes paper? I prefer paper over digital. Anyone? I love paper and pen. You can't go past it. Some people do everything in their phone notes. I'm like, I can't, I can't even, no. Paper and pen, there's something about it. <laughs> so do the way that you work because I want you to get the Word of God in your life more and more so you can be in tune with the Holy Spirit more and more to do it any way you can. Okay, the next word, the next point is express it. Say it out. Say the word, pray, sing, declare, scream it. Whatever way you've got to do, say the word of God out. I love this Psalm 96 too. Because it, it, I mean, how many times can you say something? You can sing it, you can praise it, you can proclaim it, you can declare it. Uh, da, 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 da. There's so many ways. The power of something coming out of our mouths it's huge. It affects our brain pathways. It affects who we are. Do you know, I had, I had oh, to be real, I had some scary dreams once. And it was more of a spiritual attack. And whatever it could do, it tried to stop me from uttering the name of Jesus. And it, it would just block my vocal cords like I could not get out the name of Jesus. And the moment I did, I woke up and was like, gone. The name of Jesus is powerful. The name of Jesus has authority to conquer things in your life. If you're battling something that you just can't get a hold of right now, you speak the name of Jesus over that. The authority of Jesus' name and the Holy Spirit, oh man, the Holy Spirit just wanted to guide you and take you from that addiction, take you from that thing that you're struggling with. Come on, I believe it today. The next one, the last one, position. Position yourself to flourish, to bloom, to grow fruit, to know the way your brain works. You can best position yourself by learning if you learn audibly. Does anyone learn audibly just by listening? Oh, I've got a few. Wow. Anyone else audibly? Does anyone learn visually? Like you've got to see pictures, you've got to see, yeah. Some people learn by doing, by moving their bodies. By knowing this, I called it Holy Spirit hacks. Do you know what life hacks are? Yeah. If you don't know what life hacks are, they're amazing. 
They're little hacks that simplify things and behaviours in your life. Like, say, when, I ke- when the kids started going to school, I kept getting birthday invitations and I've got to lose them in, like, two seconds. Like, so my life hack for that was I just take a photo of it. Bada boom. Got the information. Can throw out the other ones. Life hacks are things that can simplify your life. So I like to call it Holy Spirit hacks. Hacks that can help your brain get the Word of God in. So if you're audible, you can put them in your headset. Sometimes if I'm taking the kids for a walk, just put a little headphone in. I can listen to something. Even if you're falling asleep. Um, look, if you're, if you're movement-based, get creative. Make up a dance to your favourite worship song. Like you might think, oh, that's lame, but you know what I mean? You, it'll help you. You've got to learn how your brain works so you can best do what the Holy Spirit wants in your life. So, all together, it's easy. Step. Keep in step with the Holy Spirit. Start small, track it, express it, position yourself to win. Position yourself to win the race. So if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step by the Spirit. Cool? Very cool. I like that. So, what will we see if we keep in step with the Holy Spirit? What then? What if we start learning these inklings, learning to be in this beautiful dance with the Holy Spirit in our lives? I believe we will be braver. I believe the church will see better discipleship, less consumerism in the church, and more real disciples for Jesus. Uh, less Christian exchange from church to church, but rather real brand new lives for Jesus, new Christians. I believe if we can keep in step with the Holy Spirit, more people will be using their spiritual gifts in the church. It just won't be a select handful that may be leading from this platform, but it'll be the whole body of Christ working in their spiritual giftings the Holy Spirit will awaken them and we use them for His glory. I believe that being in step with the Holy Spirit can heal our families. I believe that it can heal relationships that you might think are far gone. I believe that God can work miraculous things. I believe that He can use you and I to pray for someone that needs a healing in their life. I believe that if we're in in step with the Holy Spirit, there'll be a unity in this place. There'll be a unity in churches, Sydney-wide. Let's go big. That we will take this place for Jesus because we'll have strength and unity. Being in step with the Holy Spirit is a marvellous and beautiful thing. And don't be discouraged if you've been struggling with it. Maybe you hear me talking about it and you're like, oh, that's good. Maybe I've had one moment in my life. There's hope this morning, church, for God to awaken something in you and show you today. Do you want it? But do you want it? Do you want Jesus? Do you want His life? Come on.
my prayer for you today. Don't reduce your walk with God to one single win, one single egg and spoon race. But God has got more ahead for you, more adventures for you today. Are you going to surrender your desires and your passions to Him? You know, whenever I would have a win, my dad, and it was so small. I had a business years ago and I'd just make little things and I got my first wholesale order and my dad, he would do this thing and he'd shake his arms. Like he'd literally, he'd literally just like shake. And so it was, it was marvellous because he would just cheer on these wins. But I'll let you know that you have a heavenly father that's cheering you on, even more so than my dad. You have a heavenly father that says, I see you, I made you, I know what I want for your life. I'm cheering you on. Jesus went to the cross for us. He freely gave. Remember like that video said? He freely gave. And you have the choice in your free will this morning to align yourself, to align yourself again in step, one by one with His step. Let's pray. Let's pray together, church. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. And I'd like to give you the opportunity, if you do not know Jesus, if you do not know that the Holy Spirit can do in your life, I'd love to give you the opportunity to give your life to Him this morning. Come on. There's no better time than today. Here's a marvellous God. Here's a wonderful Father. If you would like to raise your hand and give your life to Christ this morning. Thank you for that hand. Yes, God. Thank you, God. Come on. He's a heavenly Father. He's a good God. And I'd like to give you the opportunity too, if you've been struggling to be in step with the Holy Spirit today, it's a battle. This world is a battlefield. If you've been struggling to control your mind, control your desires, control where you put your time, what you put in your mouth, let's go there then this is the time for you to say, God, I surrender. I want to be in step with you, Father, in the small moments, in the big moments. Raise your hand. Don't be scared. You're in a safe place this morning. Amen. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on. Stand to your feet, church. Let's pray. Let's pray for the people that have stepped out in faith this morning. God, your Holy Spirit is marvellous. We thank you for your son, Jesus, who went to the cross for us, God. We thank you, God, that from accepting Christ in our lives, Lord, that we wanna show the fruit of the Holy Spirit, Lord, in our lives. We wanna be transformed. We want Jesus in our life, God. We know when we've done it in our own strength, God, it has not gone well. Lord, and I've struggled in my own strength to try and do this, but I just want You, God. I want to be in line with Your Holy Spirit. I want to see lives transformed, God. I want to see my family healed, God. I want to see that there's no, I'm not a different person behind closed doors than when I go to work, God. Thank You, Jesus. God, You are good and faithful and just. Teach us your ways, Lord. Teach us to lean into the Holy Spirit this morning. Thank you, God. Amen. Amen. I would love to open up the prayer line because I feel like some people need to come down. 
and make a bigger step of bravery this morning. So we're just, as we sing, just come on down and I'd really, really love to pray for you and your situation this morning. Be blessed, church. Be blessed. So good.